See, the problem why most of us feel this vacuum and this something is missing, and we look for the reason that is causing it outside. And it doesn't matter what you change. It doesn't matter if you go live in another country. It doesn't matter if you change your spouse, your parents, if you change your work. It's not going to go away because it's something that is inside. Okay. It's inside of us. What's missing is living, is this magical part of life, is this very human part of us that we, it's not part of who we are. The minute you integrate it for five minutes, those five minutes light you up. And then on its own, it grows. Why? Because it's, it feels so good. It's like, and it feels so good universally. Welcome to A Way of Thinking. I'm your host, Jessica Huang. This podcast is a place of exploration to learn and grow from each other on the journey to becoming our best selves. My own journey has taken me from a decade-long corporate finance career to living in my dharma as a self-love coach. I help people move from an unfulfilled career to following their dharma into a meaningful and aligned career and life. Now let's dive into today's show. Our guest today is Ulysses Kalatayud. Ulysses is a former corporate executive and engineer. He is a teacher of Reiki, Dharma Yoga, Bikram Yoga, meditation, breathing techniques, mental physics, and Tantra. He is originally from Mexico and is currently based in Florence, Italy. And Ulysses and I connected early this year when I took his uh, Reiki training. And it's just been an honor getting to know Ulysses and practicing with him. Thank you and welcome to the show, Ulysses. Hi, thanks for for having me. Jessica, thanks a lot. Hello, everyone. Yes, it's a pleasure getting to connect with you even while you're in Italy. So I am so excited for our conversation. Um, You've, you know, listening to you speak and all of the great knowledge that you share is just so incredibly inspiring. And you are really, I would say, the eternal learner who has gained so many different methodologies and practices. So it is incredibly inspiring. And uh, so I want to start off. So um, Uli, my understanding is that for a very long time, you had a very flourishing corporate career alongside a deep spiritual practice. And so I'd love to start with you talking about what it was like kind of living in both of those worlds at the same time. Yeah. As you mentioned, I'm an engineer, uh, electrical engineer, and I worked... uh, in, in the corporate world for many, many years. And uh, at first I was just completely focused in uh, in my job. And I have to say, I always really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was interesting and excite, exciting to me. And I was totally very remote. I never thought about anything to do with what we call spirituality or anything like that. You know, I was just like, 
really focused on my career, achieving more and more goals for my company or for myself. And then, uh, like many people, I had something, something, um, um, an experience that was very tough, very uh, hard experience in my life that shaped my whole world. And that experience, what turned me into is a workaholic. I, I probably I already was, but I really then the deep pain that I was feeling, I just all the, I would be like working all the time because then I wouldn't feel the pain. And um, so I still successful, still enjoying the work, but using also my work as a sedative to like not have to confront what's going on in my life. You know, uh, just uh, I can share uh, what happened is my uh, firstborn, he left his body when he was three and a half. And uh, that was like, that was, uh, it's something that is very, very painful and very hard to grasp. Especially if you don't have any, any, I didn't have anything to relate to or to hold on to. And I used to travel a lot for work and in, in, in a business trip, uh, I happened to meet someone that spoke to me about certain concepts that were like totally new for me. And that opened like the way I described that is I used to perceive the world through a little peak hole. And that's what I saw. And this encounter that I had for a few hours just blew everything out. And I saw the whole of creation. And I actually even went into a state of bliss for a long time. I haven't been, I hadn't felt that. And um, and I, all I wanted is for this to be true. And that person said, well, don't worry, you're going to find the people that you have to find and it's all going to come to you because you have something very important to do. And I'm just here to let you know that you you have something important to do. And, and I'm like, no, there's no way. I mean, I, but yes, it exactly happened that way. After that, my life, I have had so many Things, all these, like you said, you know, like I'm the terminal learner, all these things, they come to me. I don't know why. Well, now I know why, but uh, they, you know, all my teachers, I found them in the most uh, mysterious ways. So that set me into a deep search. And I started practicing Reiki, and then I started practicing breathing techniques, and then practicing me meditation. And okay, so now to answer your question, how what that's when I started having the two worlds type of thing, and that's how it felt actually. Yeah. At first, and this is you know back in the in the end at the end of the eighties, beginning of the nineties, I say I was like a closet meditator because back then, if you said Reiki or something like that, it was so foreign, so strange. So I practice, but I didn't tell anyone that I was doing these things. And for for a few years, I had my I had an office, and then I had a drawer with a key, uh, and I kept 
crystals, uh, I kept mandalas and malas and things like that. And before lunch, before going out for lunch, I would lock the door and close the windows, open my drawer, take out all my stuff, put it on my desk and meditate and practice and then put it all away again. Uh, and that was what I saw is how I, as I said, I, I, I loved my job. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I was already successful, but my career then really, that's when it really took off because when you add the human, the true human component, it's like you infuse it with, with, with everything. Yeah. I remember once my tantra teacher, Margo, said, it's like listening to the uh, Mozart uh, violin concerto with the violin or without the violin. It's, so then, so for a long time, what I did is I adapted my practice to my working life. For example, I, would, I started waking up earlier and earlier and earlier. I don't suggest anyone does this, but I there was some time that I was waking at 4 a.m. and meditating and practicing 15, 4 to 6 a.m. And then I got ready and put my suit, my tie, and, and then I go work. And what I'll say is that the my my focus, my concentration, and and then I actually started using these tools for my career for being more creative for everything. And I was just surprised. I was really like, it was all very new for me, but I like was willing to try. And every time I tried, I got more and more surprised. So yes, it felt like living two worlds for quite some time. And I would go on retreats and then I come back. I never tell anyone, hey, this is where I was. After a few years, when the practices were very strong and establishing me, then I, it was natural for me to talk about them. And I was surprised. Everyone was rather like attracted to, they wanted to know about it. They wanted, they asked me about it. And I had people that work for me that would come and say, hey, can you help me with Reiki? And stuff like that. But I think it was because I now was, I knew what this was. I knew it well, I felt, you know, it was, it was grounded on me. So then everyone found out that I was like uh, doing all these things. Yeah. So just to clarify, so prior to this encounter with this, um, with this person, did you have any kind of um, spiritual practice prior to that? No, nothing. I, um, I used to say that I was agnostic and that, you know, like, God, I don't know what's God. I grew up in a very Catholic country. And my family was not uh, very strong practicing. We would go once or twice a year, you know, like in the Christmas and like whatever dates, couple of dates, uh, church, but that's it. But of course, if you grew up in Mexico, at least when I grew up, you go to church because there's a wedding, because this and that and the other. So I... Uh, and, uh, but I was more like someone that believed it's more like my family was of scientists. You know, my mom was, is a chemist and my dad was an engineer. 
I, I love math. And so I was more about that, researching nature and how nature works. I had zero what we call spiritual practice now. I can tell you now that when I look back, I realized that it was, as I grew up, I was very, very spiritual, but I didn't know it. That's very interesting. Okay, so now along the lines of when you were kind of bringing in all of these practices into your world, like while still being in your career, I love what you said, like how your career kind of took off like through learning all this. So what do you feel like kind of maybe was it your thinking changed or what do you feel like about that really helped kind of change the trajectory of your career? Yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah. It's not so much your beingness change. It's not only the way you think it's because it's not intellectual knowledge that you acquire really. Yeah. You know, uh, knowledge is not really acquired intellectually. Knowledge is something that you learn uh, at a deep, especially spirituality, but everything, whatever we know, even like mathematics or arithmetic, it's deeply ingrained. It's a realization and we feel it rather than we intellectually understand it. So that's why I shy a little bit about saying it's my way of thinking, but it's a view, a different way of viewing. But I actually literally took these tools and I used them. For example, I would do Reiki to myself and I knew that would be healing me. Now, if you're physically healthier, you can do it. Whatever job you're doing, every any job, anything you do as a human being, when your body physically is in better condition, it'll be a better experience. So my health completely changed. And that obviously contributed to my career. Uh, or every time I do Reiki, I'll be more at peace, right? So that, of course, helps if you're negotiating something or the way you react to things. But even deeper with, say, for example, with Reiki 2, you can use Reiki 2 for things that when I first heard them, was like, wow. But you can use it to, to direct and specific projects. So I would do... If there was a promotion happening, I would use Reiki to send, to do Reiki on the situation. Or if I'm negotiating a big contract or, or for example, when I started, uh, I started meeting a lot of elders from different cultures and nations and they taught me their ways. And I learned to relate to animal, power animals or I use those things. Like I said, I mentioned crystals. So I, I, I learned how to use crystals and I would use the crystals and I would like, in the way I was taught. And every time I would see if I look back and it's like, oh, and it's because these things, they're a bit remote from what we know and the way we, we live mainly. But that doesn't make that they're not true. And the way to be okay, to know that it works is by using it. I guess one thing that I can say is that I always had the courage to try, the curiosity to try. And 
every time I was surprised on how amazing how they were. Mm, I love that. So yeah, just for people that aren't familiar with Reiki, can you talk a little bit about the idea behind it? And like, because we talk a lot about like creative wisdom with Reiki. Can you, can you give a little bit of a 101? For- yeah. All right. So the word Reiki means uh, universal energy. It's typically translated as universal energy. It's a phrase in Japanese. And what it represents is the energy, the underlying energy, the underlying force, and the underlying wisdom that creates everything. Uh, if we take time to sit back and observe, there, there has to be a wisdom creating everything. Like I look out here right now and look at the tree and then how is, why are the, the, the leaves that color? How does the tree know bring the sap and to create the fruit? There is wisdom in everywhere in the tree to be able to create the apple, right? And the same everywhere in us, with all ourselves, the planets. So the earth moving, that energy, that wisdom, and that energy that's in everywhere, that's what Reiki is. And we also use the word Reiki to refer to a practice which uses that that, uh, energy. Okay, so it's a little bit confusing in that way that it's both the energy and it's both the practice. Originally, the practice was not called Reiki. Uh, the originator called it Usuir Shikiryo, which was the natural healing method. But basically what it is, is being able to connect channel or vibrate with that, with that wisdom, with that energy. And uh, that will bring our our whole being, physically, mentally, spiritually, into a state of balance. And therefore, the first way it reflects is with physical health. So it's more widely known because it brings physical health. It can be used to uh, transform towards a balanced physical life. But it can also be used in your work life, in your everything, in your emotions and everything. So basically, that's what it is. And uh, again, it's a practice because intellectually, even I struggle right now to explain it. And what you do is just what I really love about Reiki. And that's why when I started practicing, it made sense to me. It's a very simple thing. I mean, the, the concept is a little bit like you do have to be like, okay, I'll try it. This I When I heard it, I like, I don't understand anything they're saying. But okay, I'll put my hands where they told me to put them. And it gives you a very specific method, very simple, very easy to use, no complication, no nothing. And then you see the effects. And as you know, I always say that when you start using Reiki, it fills your life with stories. You know, I've been using it for almost 30 years, about 30 years and I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories with myself, with those around me, with everything on one. And so that's what it is. So it's a great, very natural, simple tool that anyone can do. I have a tune. 
children when they're five years old, five year old, or you can learn it when you're 80, doesn't matter. Anyone can do it. You can do it anywhere. You don't need anything but your hands. And that's it. Amazing. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Uh, I'm One of the things that you would often say when we were in our Reiki training was that you would say that it's for people who choose to live a miraculous life. So can you talk a little bit about that idea of being one that chooses to live a miraculous life? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to make a reference to Harry Potter. So I hope the listeners are familiar with Harry Potter. But uh, in Harry Potter, there's the moguls and the wizards, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the life of the moguls is, you can, like, if you watch the movies, like, all the houses are the same and they, it's they're sort of like the treadmill, like, like the, how you call it, like the everyday life that most people feel like they're living, right? And the wizards, they have owls to send messages and wands and potions and all sorts of things. Sounds exciting, right? Well, I believe that we, every human being, we can decide if we want to be a mogul or we want to be a wizard. And uh, it's really our choice. Of course, for example, uh, at first, uh, when I heard of Reiki, I could have to completely dismissed it. First, when I met this person, I could have completely dismissed it, but my curiosity was like so much. And and I, she spoke to me in a way that it was like, okay. And then I was open. I, I wanted to know about this. And then I, I, I went to my first Reiki class a week afterwards, actually. And they explained and it was all very, it all sounded very hocus pocus, strange thing. But I said, okay, I'm going to try it. I want this to be true. And I can tell you this. I have no, for me, I know it is. Reiki is exactly, it works exactly how it's described. And it does exactly what you hear it does. Right? Uh, and I you, we can choose to say, oh, no, 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 I don't want to use it. Or we can choose to use it. And if we start using it, your life, compared of how it was before you use all these things, really, for me, it feels miraculous. Still now, after 30 years, not only with Reiki, with all the things that I do, every moment, most of the time, Definitely many times through the day, I feel like, wow, this is incredible. It's so magical, but it's really a choice. And I always say also, okay, let's say, you know, like after this interview, you know, I walk out and I'm uh, I, uh, three falls on top of me and that's it, you know. <laughs> and everyone says, okay, see, it wasn't so... But, you know, I'm going to be having a big smile because I lived all the time living in this way that I, for me, it's very exciting. But it, it works. It is like that. So if someone wants to bring more of that into their lives, I like... 
do you feel like there's, what do you feel like would help them kind of move in that direction? Yeah, that's the key question. Thanks for asking. So they need, you need to be open. You do need some courage to say, okay, I'm willing. Maybe someone is listening to this and says, uh, okay, you know, I don't know if it's true, but it would be amazing if it was true. I'm willing to try. That's what you need. And then the next ingredient is you have to try. You have to do it. Practice. It's practice, 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 practice. Practice what? Whatever it is that resonates with you. Okay? As you know, I share many different things. Uh, and one of the reasons, well, the reason I share them all is because all of them have come to me, have been taught to me. I haven't created any of them. I haven't invented anything. I'm just a vehicle of sharing all these things. Uh, and hopefully I, I managed to inspire those that I'm blessed that come uh, and, and reach out and inspire them to practice. And then the practice will take care of it. So if you have a little bit of curiosity or courage, then start trying. And if something doesn't feel, look for the next one. It's going to come. If the minute, the minute you are like, okay, I, I want to try it, it will come. All right. I was told this. I, it, it felt like that doesn't exist. But anyone that's listening to this and felt this right now and says, yes, I want to try it. I promise it's going to come. Then write to me and tell me, yeah, it happened. It will happen. It will. Doesn't matter. Okay. Once it comes, start practicing. Use it. Okay. Use it. And then, so how do we keep using it? You have to have enthusiasm. That's why I'm saying it's important that you find that which the best way is if you find something that you are like thinking, oh, I, I, I'm going to do this on Thursday. I, I can't wait for Thursday. All right. Be very realistic. Be, this is one thing that happened to me in a very intuitive way. And I, I always feel blessed because of all these things. And that's why I dedicate my life to sharing. It. The reason why. The reason why I left the corporate world and uh, a very fun and successful career is because I had to give back. You know, I, I, I feel, I don't know where the, all these people came from, why, and I, my only way to give back is by sharing it. And that's why for 20 years, I've been dedicating my life fully to this. And um, the, the most important thing is also to be very realistic. So when I learned, when I was first taught Reiki, for example, I thought, okay, I like this. This is exciting. I'm going to be very realistic about it. So I didn't say to myself, uh, oh, I'm going to do it every day for three hours or anything like that. I decided I'm going to try it three times because I thought I'm very busy. You know, I, I have all these responsibilities. I have my family. I have my children. I like, you know, um, I try to go to the gym. I all do all these things. Where am I going to fit this? So, but something in me told me, so be careful. Don't say, oh, I'm going to do it every day. And then 
that will every time you don't do it, it sort of like pulls you away. It's like okay, it you you're disappointed. So I said three times a week, five minutes. I was convinced that all the time, the most time I could afford for something was three times a week, five minutes. And as I already shared, in a few months, in a year, I was doing it every day for two hours on its own, naturally. Don't force it. If it takes longer, it's okay. Do it five minutes. But I, I have many students, I, uh, uh, one that just, I was having a conversation yesterday. He's, uh, he has a very successful company that now has doubled its success in the year and a half he's been doing this. And he says every morning, religiously, now I'm practicing. He started five minutes. Now he, he told, called me to tell me, I'm doing it now and a half. But it's all natural. So I'm not, I'm sharing these stories. If you keep doing it for five minutes during a few years, it's fine. It'll work. But that's what I would say. You know, if someone wants to do it, find it's going to come to you. Have the courage, try it and use it. I love that. Yeah. I love that idea where it's like, even in the little bits, right? Like they're meaningful, right? Like that's how we start the the greater change is just in the smaller pieces. And I love what you said there about like kind of creating, yeah, like making it work in your life, right? To where what makes sense for you right now. And then it will kind of morph and shift over time. Um, that is very important. Uh, I'm always very, very careful. Uh, my objective is not to tell you Hey, you know, go and live in a mountain for a year or no. Share with me what's your life like. And I'll help, uh, you know, I try to help you find the creativity to see where it fits in your life. And no, I never say, no, you have to change your life for this to work. I think it's the other way around. Integrate this and then see what happens. You will be amazed. Yeah. And I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Like, how do we kind of find greater peace in where we are right now in, in like being able, you know, if, if someone is feeling like they're kind of stuck where they are, like that they, things are not going the way that they want them to, like, what is kind of your thoughts around how we can kind of find that more peace into our current lives? So this is a, such a common feeling. I mean, I venture to say that the great majority of human beings feel that way. Great majority of human beings feel there is something missing. And because we are trained and it's the only thing that we know, most of us, is to look outside. Maybe it's the weather, maybe it's where I'm living, maybe it's a city. Like I remember this student of mine that says, you know, I have to get out of New York City uh, when I was teaching there, when I had my studio there. And he's like, you know, I can't deal with the city anymore. And I, and I, he was in Wilson. I said, so, I mean, what are you going to do? You have to be in the city. How are you going to show the, the places? See, the problem why most of us feel this vacuum and this something is missing and we look for the reason that is causing it outside. And it doesn't matter what you change. It doesn't matter if you 
go live in another country. It doesn't matter if you change your spouse, your parents, if you change your work, it's not going to go away because it's something that is inside, okay? It's inside of us. What's missing is living, is this magical part of life. It's this very human part of us that we, it's not part of who we are. The minute you integrate it for five minutes, those five minutes light you up. And then on its own, it grows. Why? Because it's it feels so good. It's like, and it feels so good universally. So anyway, people that are feeling they're like they're stuck. What you? It's the same advice that I just gave before. Find something that brings you inside. So it's it's a it it has to be a type of practice that brings you to look inside, let's call it. What is looking inside? Because that this, these are words for some of us, for you and I might seem very familiar, but someone is totally. So for example, is reading a book looking inside? Not really, because the mind is busy. Watching a movie, no. Chatting with friends, not, not necessarily. It's things that change that slow down a little bit the process of thought in which we are most of us all the time. We, our bodies uh, are perceiving the world around us constantly through our senses. And we have this amazing vehicle, the human body, that is like incredible, everything that we can perceive. And then that is processed in our brains and through our glands, change turned into emotions. And then it's a whole, so we see a red car go by and we start thinking about, oh yeah, I have to change the tires of my car. And, but you know what? I'm not going to go to the same place because last time I went there, uh, they let made me wait so long. Yeah, I remember I had to go and buy something to eat at that restaurant. Yeah, I wonder at that restaurant, you know, there was a, uh, a recipe there that, and you just, right? Mm -hmm. That's how most of us live all the time, yeah. at work, at everything. You know, Even as I'm talking now, your mind, find the practices that allow you to just be feeling, for example, any practice that is very physically feeling. That's why the practice, for example, of yoga asanas, yoga postures, or like things like what you do, it helps. Uh, I'm not a, a runner, but my uh, students and friends that are runners tell me that if you run in a certain way, eventually you go into this zone type of thing. Practices that bring you into that sort of zone, that's the first thing. But then also, hopefully, you will start adding to that the other aspects of once you're in that state, then more allowing more of the wisdom to flow through or, and then you will be filling yourself you're filling your own cup okay instead of waiting for who is going to fill my cup where am i going to find what to fill it in imagine that you are the source which is not i mean i'm not saying not imagine that is the truth that's why it doesn't matter what you do unless you learn how to do it yourself and again 
these are what we call spiritual practices. Uh, meditation, breathing, of course, because it was going to fill you with vitality. Physical activity, yes, important because, you know, the body, when we are like physically challenging the body, we're grounded in the body, but also uh, uh, sensual uh, stimulation of the body, you know, beautiful flavors and uh, nice smells, put some incense, make it a ritual. Now, every time when you arrive after work, you put some incense and you enjoy the smell. And if you don't feel it, fake it. Pretend, oh, this smell, I love it. And very soon you will be loving it. Allow yourself. And uh, this is, but this, this, we, we, the, the, what stops us a little bit is old, like what we've been raised and taught by everyone around us of uh, how we are. Like, I, I always challenge my students and say, okay, next time you go to a meeting, to, to a, a reunion with your friends, Go on there and t- tell them about something that you saw that really, oh, I saw a bird flying and all that. And you will see the reactions. Everyone's gonna, no one's going to find your story interesting. And they're going to be like, what drugs did you take? Right? But if you talk about, uh, ah, did you hear, you know, that someone was shot or that someone has this disease or that this terrible thing is happening to the economy or that the environment is, dying, whatever, they're all engaged, right? But if you go there and say, you know, the other was looking at a tree for about 20 minutes and it was so amazing. And the more I looked at it, it's like it's speaking to me and everyone's going to think you're crazy, right? That type of training is what stops a little bit to, to live this way, but you can. And you don't have to tell anyone. Just sit and look at the tree if that's how you feel like it. So my, my advice is if you feel stuck, Go within, okay? And don't go searching. This is important. Don't go within saying, okay, what is making me feeling that way? Because your answer is going to be something outside. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling this way because when I was five years old, I remember I had this incident where this happened and now I have this. Or, oh, yeah, the reason I feel this way is because there's so much noise in the city and it's a noisy city and everyone is so aggressive. Yes, ah, now I understand. No, you just go to be with yourself, to saying, you know, I am feeling my calm. There's many ways, breathing, right? You breathe or you watch something or you listen to beautiful music and you just let yourself be taken away in the wings of the music and imagine, use your imagination. And of course, there are very specific practices we spoke about one, Reiki, very simple. You learn Reiki in a weekend, you take 20 minutes to put your hands and everything changes, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens if you change? Well, as you say, when, when you change, everything around you changes. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. See, so you feel stuck, you change now. What will happen if you go there, not searching, just doing it. Say, for example, you learn Reiki. So every day for 20 minutes, you feel and you feel incredible for many hours afterwards. And then you start seeing that you're always healthy. You know, wow, you know, you save money now because you don't have to buy all this other stuff. 
and you feel alive, you feel very loving. So you, all these things happen because you just do this 20 minutes simple thing. You know, you put your hands in, uh, in eight places in your body for a few minutes each and that's it, right? You know, yeah, you do it. Okay, so now you have changed. Now everything around you automatically has changed. Because the way you see things, the people that will that will be attracted to you, uh, you know, uh, Dharma, you know, with both our uh, yoga teacher, it's an amazing guy, uh, wife being incredible. He always says, "Look at look how same attracts same." He says. Go to a school and see all the groups, and they're like all the groups of the all the students that are like just always students, like the, what we call the nerds or whatever. I don't know. And then there'll be another group there that they're all playing sports and they're all sporty, they're all together, right? And there'll be another one he says, you know, they're all smoking, they're all together. It's that's how it is, right? You don't see them mixed. So when you change, the people around you will change. But the way you feel now, we're right now listening, and the way we listen, you'll feel different. Yeah. Whatever you are, you're doing. See, if if we if we learn to to observe, if we take the time to observe, we come to if we're humble enough. We come to the realization that we don't really control. The universe is this complex, infinite, literally infinite, dance of things, right? Everything is interrelated. And so pretending that we can control the way this happens is... Um, it's very short-sighted. And we, a lot of the time, we waste our energy in trying to change things. I learned in the very hard way because, of course, I would have never had chosen what happened to happen. And, but I could haven't done anything to control it. So, but anyway, when we realize we cannot change we cannot control the way things are. We only can control the way we relate to the way things are. That we have total control because it's inside of us and no one can stop us. No one can stop you from thinking whatever you want to think. There's no way. Or feel the way you want to feel. It's not possible. See, so it's totally under our control. So if there is that feeling of emptiness, of stuckness, learn to fill yourself. And then it doesn't matter what you thought is creating that, that will change. And then be prepared because amazing things will happen. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Do you, I'm curious, like, you know, oftentimes we might be doing these beautiful practices in the morning, but it does feel like during the day, like it's hard to kind of keep that 
feeling through the day. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you recommend like doing to help us kind of hold, keep ourselves in that kind of space? Yeah. That connection? Yeah. And, and so many sacred texts talk about this, like the Bhagavad Gita, mental physics in Buddhism. Create habits of thinking, like in the Bhagavad Gita says, think about me constantly. Keep thinking about me. And of course, if you read the Bhagavad Gita with a very shallow mind, you're like, Krishna is saying, think of me. Krishna is like, oh, no. He's saying, think of the whole universe, the whole creation. And you know, when I was trying to say, I, I, you do this practice with your mind, is sort of like you break that chain. Now you're open. Now you look for something to fill it. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, any way you want to express it. For example, contemplate how how the universe is or contemplate that there is some wisdom that is creating everything. Or, and then create habits of constantly thinking about it. So how do you create habits? For example, I when I turn on, when I sit to read my email, Long time ago, I created a habit that, oh, when I sit, the first thing I want to do is I'm going to think about this. Or like, for example, I taught you before you eat something, do rake it to your food, right? So you put your hands and you have a moment where you're connecting to something different from ordinary thought. So let's say you're wrestling with, you're really worried because the climate crisis and what's going to happen to the world or because you don't have money or whatever. Now you're going to eat, but you have created a habit to do make it to your food, like saying grace, right? Mm-hmm. But you truly put your hands and you for a moment connect. Now you're connecting with a deeper meaning of life. So create thought habits that constantly connect you to that deeper meaning. That is one of the best ways because every time you do that, now one of the best ones is breath because we're breathing all the time. So that's why I love sharing and teaching breathing techniques and many simple exercises where whenever you remember you, for example, I'll share one with everyone that's listening. Very simple one. Whenever you remember and you say, oh yeah, I'm going to try this. Uh, you breathe consciously. What I mean is you notice that you're inhaling and you let your body be filled with with all that oxygen, all that fresh air, and you notice that you're exhaling, right? And it's going to last at first for one, and then you're going to be distracted. But, you know, with time, maybe it lasts for one and two. And every time during the day that you remember, just take one moment and you feel that you're inhaling, feeling, and then you visualize that when you're inhaling, you're filling your whole body with life. You're bringing life, okay? Now, I'm not even saying health or anything. You're bringing life, okay? So you feel like I'm I'm alive. I'm bringing, filling myself with life. And then when you exhale, feel that you're letting go of everything you don't need. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but I don't need it. I got rid of it. Simple, simple practice, right? Now, 
maybe hopefully while you were listening you just did it and maybe when we finish this this beautiful conversation you'll try it and then you forget you can put triggers like i said you know when you open your email or when like i used to drive my 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 children to school when i got in the car before we pulled out i would do this breathing and then i started driving or uh, you know when you're gonna eat your food good time before you go to bed before you brush your teeth just find things and then slowly slowly it becomes second nature and what will happen is that when those challenging moments happen that take you away from it because like you say you know we practice we feel so great and then life takes over and suddenly if you practice it becomes second nature and when you find yourself in a moment of challenge you will find like you're and you will be feeling the life and you're getting rid of it and now you deal with the situation remember it's not you don't control the situation you control how you dance with it that's beautiful thank you so much for sharing that really uh so i want to be cognizant of your time so is there anything else that we haven't covered off on that you would like to share <laughs> well for that we will need a few lifetimes but <laughs> my whole heart my life you know if anyone likes to reach out please reach out you know i as i said i i just dedicate my life to share this why out of gratitude first to my teachers you know the ones that taught me all these different things and the patience they had and how they pushed me when i had to be pushed and pulled me when i had to be pulled and then just to existence because for some reason this all uh, was taught to me and I had the the courage to practice it and I know now and when I look at how the last 30 years have been it's I cannot believe it. it's incredible and the, the first 30 years also because now I realize so many things happened that prepared me like they have prepared all of you Every single one that is listening right now has been prepared for this moment. And it all comes naturally at the moment it has to come. So my invitation is you're having that feeling that something's missing, that you need to change something. Just create moments of, of uh, being within. Find, look for uh, these techniques, yoga, meditation, breathing, those are the ones I practice, Reiki, right? Tantra, whatever it is, Tai Chi, Qigong, um, all these practices, ancient, go with elders, you know, go, in, go to some ritual with Native Americans or with travel to other places and, and be open, be open to it and, uh, and you will be surprised. The, these are part of who we are as human beings. We, this is what makes us different from everything else. Once you feel that desire, you, you will attract it, it will happen, it will come. So it will all manifest. So I'm excited because if you're listening to Jessica, that means that you're already on the right track uh, because through her, through her words and through her guests, I know she's like 
awakening things. And that's all, that's all we need. So you're already on the right track. Thank you so much, Uli. That means a lot. Okay, so I have five like kind of quick final questions. So if you're ready to move on, we'll get yeah. into that. Great. So the first one is, how would you describe your current relationship to yourself? I'm in love. Mm, I love that. <laughs> All right. Next question is, what is something that you are currently working on? In my my daily practice, and uh, I feel and I know that some new way of sharing this is emerging and because technology has changed and the way we relate. So right now, I know that soon I want to be able to share this with you in new ways. So I don't know what, but I don't know what it is. I just let it happen. How? I practice. I practice and I write or I have notes and notes and notes. And from there, it's just going to emerge. Beautiful. Well, we can't wait to to get into whatever you're teaching us next. <laughs> All right. So what do you consider most valuable to you right now? I think my practice, but everything. I mean, I don't know that I, I everything, everything, everything so valuable. Yeah. It's every moment, every, yeah, every moment, every breath, every, everything. I love that. What is the best lesson that you've learned recently? Yeah, practice, practice, practice. I went through a uh, a period that was very challenging to be able to have my practice because moving, uh, although I've done it many times, was moving to another country, to another city. Uh, it, it's very demanding uh, mentally, physically, and time-wise, but yeah, it's like, so I I eventually, when they stopped and said, okay, I don't care what happens. I'm going to like have a long, and I got back into track in, and I found the creativity again. It's, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it takes effort. You do have to do effort. I, I remember one time someone came to me and said, you know, I was like dancing away in a party and someone came and said, how come you're always like peaceful and always happy and all that? And when someone asked me something, I like take it very seriously. So I had to wait for a moment and I said, because I work really hard at it, because I really work hard to be able to be that way. And I can teach you how, if you want, I can give you something. But the reason I'm like that is because I work really hard to be like that. So practice. That's my lesson. Don't, whatever, the most important thing is your practice. All right. Well, right off of that question, then, what is the number one skill you believe everyone should work on? Oh, <laughs> meditation. I don't know if I call it a skill, but. We'll call it a practice. Or whatever. A state. Beautiful. All right. Well, Thank you so much, Uli, for this beautiful conversation. So please share. So where can people find you these days if they want to connect with you? The handle for Instagram, Facebook is Ulysses, U-L-I-S-E-S-Y-O-G-I, Ulysses Yogi. And I, I guess that's right now the easiest way. 
My email is Ulysses, U-L-I-S-E-S, at yogacare.com. Yoga, like Y-O-G-A, care, C-A-R-E.com. This is at yogacare.com. Write me an email, send me a message, tag me or something. Yeah, beautiful. So please uh, connect with Ulysses and uh, he will be sharing future teachings, I'm sure. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. And thank you again, Ulysses. This was so wonderful to talk with you and share so much of your beautiful wisdom. I, I know you could have, we could do 10 more episodes with a million other topics. So right. it's an honor to share a little bit of your wisdom today. So anytime. Thanks a lot for, for the honor and for the, the blessing of uh, inviting me to be with your audience. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of A Way of Thinking. If you love this episode, please hit the follow button and share this episode with a friend. I hope some of the beautiful wisdom shared today resonates with you and perhaps creates some change in your way of thinking. If you are looking for support in your journey, book a free dream job discovery session with me. Take the first step into following your dharma by clicking the link in the show notes. Remember that I believe in you and I am so excited for the day that you believe in you too. Let's continue learning and growing together.